0: I have Dirty Dango here with me. You have a match with PCO at Hard to Kill. It's the... That look says it all. <laughs> uh, oh man. I'm excited for this event. Uh, not only because TNA is back, but it seems like everybody's looking forward to it. Everybody's on the same page, no matter what role they have on the show. It's a really big moment for the company, for the roster. But then on the flip side, you have a match against PCO. So how are you approaching the weekend?
1: I'm trying not to think about it too much. Uh, you know, I've been asked uh, numerous times, how do you – you know, what, what's your game plan going to a match with the uh, the Frankenstein-Becker? And uh, I don't really – don't really have one. I don't know how you – I don't That's know what? how you uh, get a game plan to go in against a guy like that. So – Um, just hopefully the numbers game. You know, I've got uh Alpha Bravo and Oleg ringside, so hopefully they got my back, which they they certainly will. So just hopefully be able to get on my red eye home
0: in one piece. There you go. Walk out with a win, maybe not too many injuries. I don't think you could ask for much more. Yeah, that's a win. Uh, I I do want to talk about uh. Your your security, Alpha Bravo. Uh, he did some great work in Impact throughout. Like I know he was with Ty and Rosemary for a while, but now he's your personal security. I think people forget how valuable he can be. Like, can you sh- highlight or just explain like how much he's added to your presentation just having him along for the ride with you? I hope he doesn't hear this because his head's gonna be all swollen.
1: <laughs> No, he's a great utility guy. He, um, he gets his role. You know, I, I've had managers in the past where they're trying to, um, get more of the spotlight on themselves ringside. You know what I'm saying? Um, he gets pro wrestling. He's been doing it a long time. He gets character. He gets promos. He gets, um, he gets what we're doing. And, uh, I like him personally, uh, backstage and, um, He's easy to get along with, just like what I do with construction. If I, if I if I got a guy on my crew that I just don't get along with, I'm not going to keep hiring and bring him back. So, he's a he's a team player, and uh, he brings ideas to the table, and um, he shows initiative. So he shows up with new gear and ideas, and we've got some we've got some ideas we've been talking about over um, over the last month. So. Um, with that being said, it's it's nice to have someone to work with that's been around the business a while. You don't have to kind of hand feed them and walk them through everything.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then on the other hand, Oleg Brutius, people know him as Kozlov, but not only is he back in wrestling in, in a regular role, but he finally changed his Twitter handle from WWE Kozlov. So uh, you wanna you wanna <laughs> did take he,
1: did the, he probably change it? Someone yeah, probably buzzed him on that one, right?
0: Like fifteen years. Even I don't even
1: really go on Twitter, so I don't even know. That's funny. Um, no, I trained. I helped train Oleg when he first came to Deep South when he was 340 pounds, right from uh, right from the Sambo world of uh, Russia, Ukraine, wherever he was, wherever he was over there. And uh, I'm just glad he's on my team, man, because that dude's a, hes the real deal. Yeah, he's won gold medals in Sambo. He's—he's he's the real deal, and. Um, He brings legitimacy to our little squad, which is um, which is good because you want a guy like that on your side. You don't want to be wrestling for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to see him kind of back because I've seen him pop up in movies over the years, and you don't really know what's going on until you see him in the movie. And it's like, oh yeah, I wonder what he's up to. So now that he's kind of found a regular role, at least for wrestling fans, it's kind of nice to see that. Uh, he still has a passion for the business and and he's helping you know the, the three of you out.
1: Yeah, and he looks better aesthetically now. I think than he did back in WWE. Yeah, he, mm. uh, he's in great shape, man. And uh, I hope uh, I hope I look that good in a couple of years. You now. He, he looks great. He's jacked. Mm.
0: Uh, do you have a favorite movie of anything that he's been in? i know i know he's like john wick yeah
1: john wick and he did um he's gonna be pissed i don't remember the name of it but it uh, it was a chinese film the grossed um it was like one of the highest grossing chinese films mm-hmm. you could probably figure it out but I, I you know you watch you'll watch something you'll just be watching a movie then i feel like oleg just kind of pops up in it here and there you know like just randomly and then you rewind it and you're like is that oleg Mm-hmm. And he just gets shot, or he like hit thrust someone, and he gets thrown off a bridge or something. But uh, yeah, he made it. He, he's, he still does. Uh, he made a good career uh outside of wrestling, kind of when he left. You know, when he left WWE, and uh, he's done he's done a lot of acting. And uh, which which what I was worried about his first match in like eleven years was uh, a couple months ago. And I, I feel like all the stun work he's done over the last 10, 15 years uh, or 10 or ten or 12 years is really, it's very similar to wrestling where you have to, you know, you're, you're remembering spots and you're going through, uh, you know, through the motions. So he, uh, his match was great and he, he didn't forget anything he Went right out there and nailed that first stake. So um, yeah, he, he picked right up where he left off for sure. <clears throat>
0: I remember seeing him. I think it was in The Wire, like just randomly, because they had like the dock work. That was the season with the dock workers and stuff. Mm. He was just there, and it's like, oh, like
1: that's quick, yeah. That's
0: there's like,
1: there's a few guys like that that are reoccurring. You know, you see, like yeah. ah, that one guy that's in um Luke Cox, that. yeah, Lou He's in like Logan. He's in all those flicks. They're like reoccurring job guys. You know, mm-hmm. they're like uh, the Mike Sharps of film.
0: so i know that uh no gimmicks needed is your gimmick yeah (laughs) but do you is there a gimmick that you want like that maybe you have one floating around in your head that you're like "Eh, i'm doing no gimmicks now but is there one that you maybe want to try out or maybe could have yeah
1: do you want to you want to hear the real the real story sure i asked my gear maker to make all gimmicks needed. Because that's my fucking gimmick. I'm a gimmick,
0: yeah. and
1: he put he put the the Chris Candino no gimmicks needed on the back of my gear, and I just said screw it. I'll just wear it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you... <laughs> run with it. Why not? I was like, whatever. I already paid for the
1: gear. I'm not sending it back. So, yeah. um,
0: you're in construction. Are, are you still doing like private homes, or are you doing like other you know, like, yeah. what what do you?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm doing a, a residential split ranch right now. I'm I'm actually driving in between projects, and I'm doing a three unit, uh, commercial build downtown Portland, Maine, right now. I'm um, just dealing with permitting, and easements, and attorneys. So oh. I'm going back and forth right now. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when I'm home Monday through Friday, it's six a.m. gym, work nine to seven p.m., and then. On the weekends so it's been it's it's been busy man the last year so
0: yeah i I liked when you were on twitter more because i know you kind of gave some updates on some of the renovations on one of the houses you were doing yeah yeah why i asked um yeah i have a gimmick for you that might i don't know if this will work but uh since you were you're in construction uh you know you know bob the builder yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you ever see the meme where they say can we fix it? And then it says no, it's fucked. Yeah. yeah. That should be that should be your heel angle. And then I come out dressed as Regal, a real man
1: with, yeah. a, with the, hard a, a, the hard hat. Yeah, the hard hat, yeah. I think you might be onto something there. I'll end up doing it and you'd be like, That son of a bitch, he stole my idea.
0: Nah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna clip it. I'm gonna be like, here's my proof. I put it <laughs> I'm I'm like, like he never
1: he never came. I'll be like, he never he's, he never said that. I came up with that on my own.
0: PCO has a gimmick. We already talked about that. Frankenstein. Uh, I've talked to a few people that, especially Steve Macklin, kind of called him Jason Voorhees-like. Are you a Friday the 13th guy? I'm not. I've seen the flicks. Um, I've never been
1: a big horror, horror guy. I don't know. I think my dad used to make us watch them when we were kids, and it kind of screwed me up. That Cape Fear movie really rocked me. I haven't yeah. never. seen <laughs> I remember watching that movie as, like, it really messed me up, man. I never got into Jason or Halloween or any of that stuff after that. But but PCO is definitely a real-life horror horror, um, action star. I mean, look at the guy. Um, Yeah, so most likely one of us are going to get thrown or fall off something or hit the mat or the ground really hard. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Hopefully it's him. And uh, yeah, I uh, I've been watching the guy since what '93. He was Becker. Yeah, you know, he's been on TV for 30 years now. So you know, uh, hats off to him for reinventing himself. But um, hopefully, he
0: doesn't kill me. But we'll see. All right, I got one last question. I usually do a watch list feature. Is there a match that? in TNA impact wrestling that you would point, you would show fans and say you know here's a personal favorite or here's who I sort of aim to show you every time I'm in the ring like one that kind of gives you a an all-around picture of who Dirty Dango is today you know I had a really good match with Steve Macklin uh, last year
1: and uh, I've worked him a lot We worked a lot tag mm-hmm. team in the past and uh I didn't realize how good he was until we had that singles match. He's real aggressive. And uh, I was stiffing the hell out of him. He kept bringing, he's a real tough dude. Um, I think it was center stage in Atlanta, maybe last year sometime. I I really enjoyed that match because it wasn't a comedy match. It was aggressive. And uh, the way I used to work back in the day that I've been doing comedy so long, sometimes you, you get in the habit of going through the motions of being a comedy wrestler. So it, um, it reminded me of uh, you know, a past life of John Curtis when I used to work that a more aggressive style. So I maybe that match. Um I can't think of any other ones offhand because I'm shot. I don't I don't remember who I wrestled last week. So but I remember that match. It was good. And uh I like wrestling and I think he's a really underrated talent. For sure, Steve is
0: definitely. Yeah, uh before I bring it home, I'll just say kind of interesting how you were you were alluding to being positioned as a comedy guy for so long that it's almost like muscle memory now where yeah yeah you have to force yourself to like unlearn it
1: yeah i I, even like tommy who um is my producer um you know he kind of mentor in in tna um you know he'll kind of come to me sometimes and be like hey stop you, you could see me working as a comedy wrestler sometimes and mm-hmm. i think they want you know they obviously want me to be more aggressive and lean towards me more of a serious top guy it's hard man it's like um it's like being a stand-up comic and, and you're used to going back to your zinger jokes mm-hmm. you know we've been reason i did it for years um short three to seven minute segment matches where it's kind of more haha you know it's in and out uh character and storyline based matches. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you're kind of doing the wrestling to get the character stuff over. It's The wrestling is more secondary to the storyline or the character. Uh, So having matches with Macklin that it's really not a storyline, you're just going out and having a good wrestling match. Kind of reminded me of being back in like FCW back in the day, which is it's good, man. It's body of work. That's what Dusty always talked about is um, your body of work over your career. Mm um you you want to be able to play different characters and have a full body of work being able to show different sides of your personality whether it's being an ass kicker um making people laugh that's that's longevity in the business is being able to play different characters if you can only just be you know one facial one one promo one type of character you, you know people just like being an actor they're not going to want to see the same dancer over and over again you have to reinvent yourself that's why guys like Jericho and Edge Christian are still in the game and at a top level it's because they're they put thought and ideas into their characters or they think about this stuff when they're not on the road mm-hmm. how, how can they reinvent themselves keep keep coming up with a new hit all the time well, that's that's really hard to do stay relevant for you know three to four different generations of wrestling which is something PCO has done, which is pretty impressive. So yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Hard to kill Saturday. Anything else you want to plug or promote before we get out of here? Um, we won't forget about snake guys.
1: Yeah. Just, just keep an eye on, on this match with PCO. Um, someone's going to get hurt. And uh, unfortunately it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be Frankenstein to get the numbers game ringside. So.
0: Sorry, buddy. All right. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, Thanks for taking the time.
1: Thank you, buddy. Go Sox.
0: Absolutely. Dirty water.
1: (laughs) Thank you, buddy.